persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture Podcast. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host Mambo and we got your host Jason in the house. What's up, Jason? Yo, what up, Mambo? How's it going, brother? Uh, It's going good, man. Uh, You know what? I finally ran into you and it's not at the gym or at the studio. Yeah, man. Yeah. Finally, just a rando uh, public run into. Yeah. The Nelly concert uh, last last Saturday at the fairgrounds. It was pretty dope, man. What'd you think of it? Uh, you know what? Uh, on a scale from one to 10, uh, I give it a, a four. Okay. That's yeah. an honest rating. I would probably go, I'd probably go somewhere similar. Yeah. Somewhere similar. I think we were talking uh, before, right before the podcast, how you yeah. said he kind of uh, rushed through his, uh, his set. Definitely. It was definitely discount Nelly price or something that they, that they gave him. So uh, yeah, he was just like half of the first verse and then on to the next one. Then he did some of that random country stuff that he's working on now, which I don't know how many people in the in the in the stands or the fan, the fans in the parking lot wanted to hear that, but it, it is what it is. It was it was still cool. It was fun. You know, uh, when I was there, I thought like, is is there any like really people around? Because all you see was cars. But when he asked everyone to put their phone up, that's when you see yeah. how many how many people were there. Definitely, I, I noticed that, and it was fun. You know, I I feel like the little environment that we were in, we were having a good time. We were dancing and enjoying it. You know, and and then baby bash open for him. I'm not that big of a baby bash fan, you know, right. nothing against him, but you know, not my, not my style of music, but, uh, it, it was cool, man. It was, it was definitely hopefully a once in a lifetime experience. And that was the last concerts in your car series. So, uh, excited to see some concerts in, uh, in some sweat boxes or some stadiums or something like that. Now, uh, today is, uh, uh June uh, 15th when we're recording this and, uh, uh, they're saying that today a lot of places are, uh, no more mask, right? That's what, that's what I hear, man. That's what I hear. I'll see if I see it, but that's what I hear. Yeah. So. Uh, I got to work and, uh, I had the, the email, uh, we still have to wear our mask at work. So yeah. Yeah. yeah same, same with us. Mask, mask still on. They do let us take us off, take it off outside, which is cool where, where before you had to leave it on. So baby steps, man, baby steps. Yeah, I'll take it. We'll see what happens. So, uh, we got a guest, a special guest today. Who do we have today? A very special guest today. We actually have one of the three founding fathers of persistence culture. He lives his life kind of like an odyssey. He is the man behind your midline programming, getting your midline looking fine one weekend more morning at a time. He is part owner and PC's general manager. He is the world's most interesting man. Christian Sulik is in the studio. What's up, Christian? What's up, you guys? I don't even know how I can live up to that introduction. You do. That's you, man. I'll do my best. You've already lived to it. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. Welcome, man. I'm super happy to have you back in studio. Me and you have been working on this, uh, Quite for quite some time, man. I yeah, feel like it's months, bro. Like three months or yeah, something. Yeah, we literally met at a studio one time uh, over when we were borrowing Sky's spot and uh, weren't able to do it, man. So this is a long time coming, man. I'm excited. This place is a step up from the liquor store studio. It is. Just, it is. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a liquor store studio. No, but there's not. I felt like I had to knock twice on the door to get in that back room <laughs> hey, there. It's a little, it's definitely, a, definitely a little secret spot that that the homie Sky's got going on there, and super grateful for it. But we're happy to have our own permanent home here, and it's coming together nice man no doubt you guys even have the yellow wall going on yeah got the yellow wall the yellow tables uh out in what's going to be the green room soon to be in the studio and then uh before you know it, we'll be we'll be live on the air and things like that so big things coming for the show but uh we got big things coming this episode man i'm pumped to have you on brother so 
Uh, with that being said, you know, I want to start with midline because I've been doing it now for about a month and a half, dude. And I absolutely love, love, love the programming, man. And uh, so what's it been like uh, expanding that midline program? Because now I know that it's an add on available at Moore Park. Right, right. And we have actually started um, practicing it there. So we have it there now every Saturday. At Beautiful. People seem to be really liking it. Um, the whole thing started we know Bobby do right. I do know Bobby do right. He's been a guest of the show. So Bobby do right asked me to start doing some core workouts and we started doing it on Sundays and the way I would program it in my phone, it would be called Sundays with Bobby. Okay. All right. I didn't know this. All right. (laughs) So that's how the whole thing started. Like him and I would just get together and then come up with different workouts and all core based workouts every time. And, uh, really I was the whole time just trying to like operate under fatigue so you're trying to like, you've probably, you've seen it. Yeah. Like you get to this point, like you're like completely broken down. Your whole midline is gone, but then you have a big volume of something else to do. And I think that's, what's really helping stimulate like your core strength. It really is, man. And that's, that's interesting because that philosophy that you have is definitely living proof in my stomach every Saturday afternoon, because like, I think the first one typically seems to be, if not always, I feel like the activation part. Right. Right. And that activation part, I'm like, man, it didn't activate it. It's like, it's trying to deactivate itself now. It doesn't want to be activated anymore. And then, you know, you have, you have another workout, some type of stability workout, and then you get to that Metcon typically at the end, man. And it's just like, so well designed, dude. I love the programming. It's been a lot of fun. It takes a little bit longer than a typical CrossFit class, which I think a lot of people like. It's at a little bit slower pace. Some yep. of the workouts are for time, but really we always finish. There's no time caps on them. That's how, yeah. And some people trip out on that. Like they'll see that bulk of stuff and they'll be like, what's the time cap on this? It's like, no, you just got to do it all. <laughs> I know. I never no set a timer. Cap. I just set yeah. a running clock. Yeah. You know, you're just going. Uh, I, I love that style. And I love the idea of, you know, what's prescribed gets done no matter what. So there's no, there's no sandbag in it. You, no matter how slow you go, you're still doing it all. So I, I really like it. And everybody's been getting it done. That's Seriously. the one thing. Like everybody yeah. comes in, no, no matter what skill level they're at or fitness level, they're all going to get the work done. And they do every time. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun to me. I, I feel like there's a good social aspect going on at the midline, at least in Ventura. I haven't been able to swing by Moore Park for a Saturday sesh yet. But yeah, believe it or not, the Moore Park. The Moore Park class goes a lot faster because there's a little bit less socializing. Okay, okay. Well, I, 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 think it's, I think it's cool how there's just a break in between each workout to yeah, where if, yeah. if you want to, you know, try to catch your abdominal breath, you have, a, you have a minute to do so and you get to do it with some friends, man. So, yeah, I just think midline has just been money, man. And I, I've noticed a difference in myself. And I think not only like the looks, obviously people think midline, they always want that. But I'm, I've noticed like a strength difference and a lot of other movements that, you know, I can get better scores or I can link to link together better, even like lifting. I see my strength going up and I think that has a lot to do with my core. Absolutely. I mean, you talk to coach gauge, like he and I have talked about it a lot. Mm. Your core strength is going to help you get through all of your Olympic lifts tremendously. I mean, like at the bottom of a squat, like if you lose your core, that's when your back rounds, you're going to come forward and drop the bar. So it's really important to keep all of that stability and that core strength through all of the movements that we do. Yeah. Well, there's no one part of what we're doing at Persistence Culture that's not going to benefit all the other parts that we're doing. Definitely. What do you like to say? A, a sum of all of our parts, yeah, right? That's what we are. We're a sum of all of our parts. Definitely, man. And I, I think I think that you're making the uh, the core part of our sum uh, much stronger, man. And you're just we're just all trying to live like you, man. We're, I mean, if, if anybody's going to uh, give somebody an advice on a core, I would definitely take it from you, uh, view over, over all any other person that I could think of. Um, 
So that's been kind of your your uh, programming life expanding, but how's it been as one of the uh, the co-owners expanding to more park in this year? And how's the, you know, we're, ha- I mean, look at, we're already halfway through 2020 or Six 2021. 20, she's a year behind still. Everybody's a year behind. <laughs> we got some catching up. Seriously, together. seriously. We got a lot of catching up to do on life. And uh, yeah, so how's, how's 2021 been for your perspective? I know you're heavily involved up in more park. Yeah, so. it's been uh, challenging. Like, you know, I can imagine, man, it's always tired. Mm-hmm. You know, we're working all the time. You know, one of us is always at one of the facilities and I've been at Moore Park quite a bit more. Um, I love it because, you know, somebody's just asking me about it and I just came from the Ventura facility just now, did a workout and hung out with everybody there. Awesome. Um, the, the vibe is very different at both places, but it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful at both places. And so it's a lot of fun to transition back and forth and try to like spread the culture you know, to Moore Park and bring some of like our flavor from Ventura there, some of our flavor back from Moore Park. We've got people, we've got athletes up there that have been coming and working out with us here. So uh, it's been challenging in regards to just like sleep. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Well, and then then you live on the strand. So, I mean, it's a long ride to Moore Park. Plus you're a production manager, you know, up in, up in Thousand Oaks for, you know, a heavily used construction company right now. So, I mean, you're booked, man. I'm booked, you know, up at 430 and I get home at 10. Yeah. I've been begging you to get on this show for like the last, I literally like (laughs) last like three months, man. And we couldn't link up, dude. So I feel bad about that, but I'm glad to be here. And it's just, it's hard. It's, it's time management learning how to manage my time has been critical. Yeah. And I'm still learning, obviously. I feel like the problem with time management is I feel like no matter what, people are always going to try and take more time. So eventually you're going to just get, you're just going to get spread too thin and it's like, Hey bro, I can't do the podcast, man. Right. You know, kick right. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, in a nice way. Yeah, exactly. A very nice, like, like pebbles, not yeah, big right. rocks that are going to hurt your feet or don't anything. hurt your foot or anything. Yeah. No injure yourself. we got to be able to work out. We can't be, can't be battling rock kicking injuries. Um, but, but, uh, up in Moore Park. So I've gotten to know quite a, a couple of the athletes here on the show and I'm just really excited about finally getting the work out there. I'm going to get to one of these 5 p.m. classes after work. Oh, nice. Um, have you done That's the 5 Have you done the 5 p.m. class? Is yeah. it pretty, pretty on and cracking at 5? Yeah, it's on, on and cracking at 5. 4 o'clock is a... Four o'clock seems to be the big draw. Okay, I can't. I don't know if I can make it to four. But you just dip out of work. A maybe I have to. Yeah, I have to come up. Dude, with some I can, I can be your doctor for you if yeah. you want. I'll call in. Yeah, an emergency. <laughs> I don't like to put emergencies on people, you know, because I feel like that's bad juju. So I don't want to like put it on a family member or anything no, like no, that. No, definitely not. We'll just make somebody up. Text me a fake name. And I'll write like, you a slip, dude. Yeah. Like, okay. Get out of go. class early. Get out of so. a hall pass, yeah. right? I'll give hall you a hall pass. Yeah. So. um how how has the facility been up in up in Moore Park? Because I know that there's a possible transition coming up coming up soon. Correct? Yeah. So that's something that we've been working on. It's been difficult to find a new facility that meets our needs and uh, our budget. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, you know, money drives everything. Totally, and of course. Main it's factor. been really surprising to look around at the cost of facilities up there. It's yeah. almost double or more than what we're paying around here in Ventura, Whoa. which is crazy. I mean, I don't. I, do you think that has something to do with the current times and how everything is, is raised up? Have you compared it to the current prices in Ventura or only yeah, to the no, cur- to current prices? Yeah, current prices. It is crazy. And what I wonder, I don't know anything about politics or anything, but it does seem like people are somehow incentivized to keep their buildings empty. That's the only thing I could think because they're uh, asking these huge nuts. Like you would think they would just want to rent it out. I get it. Like maybe there's some like pandemic 
prize money out there or something if you can't find rent and he's like look i can't find anybody to rent my building i could just be making something up right now but yeah. it sounds like a good story i mean if <laughs> you think about it, dude there's like so it. many there's so many empty buildings uh, yeah there, i mean all over the place but i mean they're not lowering their prices very true very true and it's just like all the all the jobs that are out there but somebody somehow you can't get anybody to work right now it seems like and you know it's a funny I thing mean, Literally, I saw that. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was either Taco Bell or Burger King or something. They're giving people fifty bucks just to come into an interview, and you know you have to take the job, bro. Like you, they give you fifty bucks and basically try to talk you into Damn. getting a job. Right? I'll, I'll do two interviews a day. I got a Taco Bell only job. Just going around for interviews. Nah, I'm good. I don't want the job. I'm a little curious about that because I'm kind of wondering what a Taco Bell interview looks like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And McDonald's. Do you do, like tacos? Yeah. <laughs> well, McDonald's is doing walk-in interviews right now. Do you wash your hands? Yeah, that's what key key part key part definitely in today's world. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's exciting though. I'm excited for for you guys to finalize that search up there in Moore Park, and uh, so are we. Yeah, so are we. We've looked at a bunch of places. We've you know, I've sort of like uh, who is it? The Goldilocks. Yeah, not, but, we're just not finding the right one. It's like you roll around in bed for a little while, and it's just not quite right. We found a bunch of like almost fits, but yeah, not, just not quite right. And the place that we're in right now is pretty ideal for the size. Um, the size of the membership that we have there, but mm -hmm. we're trying to build the membership. If our, once our membership increases, it's going to be difficult to right. cram the people in there, but it's a fun space right now for who we've got. Yeah. It's, no, it's perfect. Intimate, it's tight, you know, and people work around each other. And everybody that I've talked to from Moore Park, they're all having a blast and all they want to do is invite me up there. And I feel bad that it's such a struggle for me to get there. But now that it I see that so there's a, close too, but, but now that there's yeah. a 5 PM, you know, I'm just going to have to skip a 5 AM class and roll that into a right. 5 PM workout. Sure. So, so I'll make it, I'll make it happen Moore Park. I'll be up there soon. Yeah. It's a great community up there. I mean, I think that's one thing that we've been very fortunate with is like, we've surrounded ourselves with awesome people mm -hmm. at both facilities. Mm -hmm. We've got like great members in Ventura. We've got great members in Moore Park. And I'm, I know that our next spot, we're going to have amazing membership there as well. Definitely. And uh, speaking of that, speaking of next spots, you being such a, such a traveling man, seen so much of the, seen so much of the global hemispheres uh, on all different sides of it. Um, if you could pick the ideal spot to have a persistence culture, where are you building it? Where's it at, man? Well, I've talked about it a little bit. There's a few different places. I think a Costa Rican uh, persistence culture would be nice. Yeah. Something, Hell yeah. something beachside, you know, where yeah. we do like beach runs. Can we move the studio surf? there? Dude, we're going to have a <laughs> We need to have a remote sure. studio yeah. there too. Absolutely. You guys are going to be traveling around. It's yeah. going to be like a whole down. traveling Wilburys kind of thing, you know? I'm down. I got to brush up on, on my on my Spanish speaking <laughs> but skills, but I mean, they're all right. I got some, but... But I know the we'll have, him, we'll have Enrique Rico. translate. Yeah, there you go. There Bring you your go. phone, the Godfather. You, exactly. <laughs> Google phone, translate. phone can do it all. The phone can do it all. That's all you need. Costa yeah, Rica. I think Costa Rica would be a good one. I mean, I would. What I would. I would love to be in Japan someday. Yeah, that's my that's my dream location. That's someplace I've never been. I'd really I'd want to go there and spend some time. Cool. I wonder what I wonder what the CrossFit followings like in Japan. Well, it'll. I guarantee be, it's got to be. It's going to be epic when we get there. Yeah, hell yeah, it will be. By the time we get there, they're going to be like, "What yeah. persistence culture? Man, we haven't been. Up. Yeah, we haven't been following shit. This we haven't been up on game. Yeah, hell yeah. They're going to throw away their Peloton bikes that's immediately. <laughs> throw them shits in the dumpster. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, okay. That's 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 dope. Where is the? So that's that's pretty uh, pretty out there. Where do you think is a more realistic possible next location? Oxnard. Oxnard. Yeah. Why not? 
yeah. just conquer Ventura County first. That's right. Let's get Ventura County first, and then we're going to spread out. I mean, I, I think we want to like keep moving down towards LA and then mm-hmm. keep moving north at the same time. Totally. I'd love to see something happen in Santa Barbara. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That'd be a great business model, too. And it's all right there. You got the 101. It kind of, I mean, trust me, on the 101, it definitely doesn't always flow. I, you know, yeah. I had a little taste of that getting getting to the <laughs> studio. But, I mean, I guess it's faster than taking. I don't know. Sometimes I'm always like, shit, there's got to be a back Dude, there's road no than, other way. I know. That's it. They it's totally bananas. monopolized it, man. I feel I'll like, take a long way just so I'm not sitting in traffic. I, I know. I'll take Portrero or something and yeah. take a little country drive because yeah, at least I'm moving. I got to figure those things out, man, especially in my ride right now. The AC don't work. And today was oh, like nice. hot as shit out there man so it's like when you're sitting in traffic with the windows down it doesn't work that well you know it's like i just i'm usually like ah, i just roll the windows down i'm cool i don't need ac but nah in traffic you still need it no good i mean i would i i have this dream of just having the whole coast our west coast like filled up with little stars little yellow stars up and down the coast yes we got to get that fourth of july shirt anisa back out with our second star on there this year we got two stars we got two stars now and next year that thing's gonna have a couple more on it at least a couple i'm stoked we're looking into texas yeah texas okay Texas ain't nothing wrong. Don't Arizona. Yeah, we keep them, keep them moving. You know, that's all right. But yeah, I like the idea of Ventura County. Keep it right now here yeah. where, where, it was, where it was founded and just conquer here. Absolutely demolish this county. There's no first. reason we can't do it. Yeah. Well, we're doing it. Definitely. We are doing it. Yeah, I'm looking forward it. to representing up at uh, that competition. We got a pretty big county competition coming up in July. It's a massacre. I'm pretty stoked for it, man. I'm pretty and, excited. Yeah, I, I've noticed, and that's one thing where I've noticed the the midline programming helping me out. Um, the scale that I'm doing, I have to do some toaster ring in it. And like, I've just noticed like my core strength getting a lot better and where before I was doing single toes to bars now I'm able to string quite a few of them together so I think it's it's just building all man so I'm and just, the toes rings are quite a bit more difficult do you think so oh yeah because you're stabilizing those rings the whole time I saw you doing it the other day in class yeah. and I was like oh, that's good that's yeah. a good upgrade to the workout yeah so that's why I was trying to do it just to get ready for that but I didn't know I was I was under the impression that maybe it was easier I don't know I guess not but because no, I've noticed it because no. today we're just so strong yeah, that right, it felt dude. easier. You're get, like, oh, this get out is of easy. Here. I can keep going. <laughs> get out of here, man. But no, today was the first time uh, Gage had uh, prescribed some toes to bar and I, I did them today and I was I just jumped up there and was able to cycle them. I was like, holy nice. shit. Thank yeah. you, Christian. I gave you a little shout out this morning. <laughs> no, that's all you, man. Jason, because you got that persistence. I see you going that's there. That's it, man. It's a, that's what Doing we all it. got. Um, but speaking of persistence, you've been persistent through just getting through all these different adventures in life, right? So I said when we started off the show that you kind of <laughs> live, kind of live life like an odyssey. And I, we had you on the show earlier when the format was a little bit different. So like the interview was definitely uh, cut short because of time constraints. But I want to get back into the odyssey of your life, man. Oh, and I wanted to ask you if you could remember the first time Christian took a trip away from home and what was it when did you leave home first and as, as an adult like on your first voyage my first voyage yeah what do you what do you think that was all right my first voyage so it was like i graduated from high school what i used to do back then we used to go i lived in western new york buffalo new york mm-hmm. and i was really into rock climbing at the time and so we would go up to the adirondack mountains hell yeah beautiful yeah, place i love the adirondacks. i love the adirondacks and so I'd, we would go there for, like, my friends and I would go there for a couple, few weeks at a time and just, you know, camp and go rock climbing and hike and backpack around. And that was, that was fun, but that was pretty tame. 
well, like white white face or what? Because isn't white yeah, yeah, face white like face the main is one? Up there. White yeah. face is up there. And um, my, I took my old my dad's old Oldsmobile station wagon up there because remember they had the road that oh, you yeah, could drive oh, yeah. up there. Yeah, it was risky on his part. Well, because there's it's snowboarding like, on white face too. Yeah. Well, I mean, backside. Most of our trips were summertime trips to the Adirondacks. Um, but it was just risky that taking that old ass station wagon up that road. I'm like, man, yeah, dad, this thing breaks down. We're f- did you <laughs> we're live out screwed. there? No. Uh, so his. His great grandma grew up in Lake Placid. Oh, nice. So it was kind of a tradition that he kept with uh, me and my sister that he would take us up there uh, at least for like two or three trips every summer as we were growing up. So we'd go up there and go camping in different places and go to like that. Some little thing, Frontier Town. Remember that? Like cowboys and Indians and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went. I almost did a whole semester of college in Saranac Lake. Oh, damn! Okay, which is right around the corner yeah. from Lake Placid. Yeah, definitely. I remember the name. I don't really remember the city too much, but I remember tiny. The name. It's a tiny little town. Okay, tiny little town. And Lake Placid is a beautiful place. I mean, it's where the Olympics. Oh were, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's super cool too. You get to see the arena where the miracle at ice on on ice happened and all that good stuff. Was yeah. it eighty four? Eighty. The Olympics in uh, might have been eighty four. I, yeah, don't I quote me. It, I, I, it I think it was 84 when we beat Russia, I think. But I could, don't, don't quote me. I remember watching guys uh, practice their ski jumps in the summertime. Uh-huh. They do it on like these turf yeah. jumps. I was blown away by that. Bro, that's some crazy shit. That's you want to talk about insane, yeah. dude. On grass? Yeah. <laughs> just on the plastic, it's plastic grass. Yeah. It's not even real grass. <laughs> dude, imagine the turf burn you'd get going oh, down dude. on that thing, bro. Look shit. Horrible. It looks so gnarly. But I thought that was badass. I was always super Oh, definitely impressive. badass. I would do that. Let's try it. Nah. Well, let's, build, <laughs> let's build a small one off the roof a little, of a little, little PC mini one, and a little, little mini, mini one. one fill the dumpster up with foam or something. But continue. Okay, so, so yeah. So first, the first real adventure. So that was like, those were when I started adventure. We'd go to Canada too because Buffalo is right on the board, the, right on the Canadian It's like board. Toronto, right? Right yeah. there, Toronto? Yeah. Toronto's a little, it's a couple hours away, but mm-hmm. Niagara Falls is right there. So you just go across the border and you're at Niagara Falls. And that's where I started rock climbing. Anyway, in Canada, in Canada, on the Niagara Falls. Yeah. The Niagara Escarpment. It's like these cliffs that are just below the falls. That's where you started. Yeah. Ah, wow. I feel like there's got to be an easier spot. Than no, it's pretty easy. It was like nice. There was oh. a staircase down and <laughs> okay. everything. Like it was, right. it sounds, was pretty tame. Sounds incredibly you're not, not tame. You're not like combating with the maiden of the mist or anything. Okay. You're down river okay. a little bit. It's all right. All right. All right. All right. It's an escarpment. Okay. It's not even really a cliff. Uh, <laughs> I'll take your word most, for it. Most people start at the county fair. That's These guys. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, county fair or you know, a Chuck E. Cheese somewhere or something. <laughs> but So when I was, it's funny because, you know, when I was in high school, you know, your guidance counselors start talking to you. They're like, what are you going to do with yourself? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I yeah. really just want to travel. And they're like, well, you can't do that. Yeah, that's not an option. <laughs> and I was like, really? You can't? I was like, I'm pretty sure you can do that. <laughs> I was reading like, I'm Jack not in prison. Like, you know? <laughs> I think there's a way. And they're like, no, that's not, a, you can't get it. Well, you can't. I found that like, I mean, now everybody travels for a career. They just post yeah. pictures and they're like Instagram queens or whatever. But anyway, that was way before my time. Or my time was way before, before then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I, I really wanted to hit the road. And so I was super into reggae music and I was like, so I graduated from high school and I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do. Am I going to go to college or am I going to hit the road? And so I saved up a bunch of money and decided to go to Jamaica by myself. That's the, this is the first voyage. First trip. Yeah. This so, is the first trip you go from, you go from just climbing cliffs in uh, Niagara Falls in, in Western New York. Yeah. So I was like 17 and I saved up enough money, bought a plane ticket to Jamaica straight from Buffalo international or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally from Buffalo, New York. Probably not that I don't know, actually probably quite a few flights going somewhere like Jamaica from Buffalo. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. I think yeah. that, I think that we had a layover in Florida, but 
I took my bicycle because I was like, I took my mountain bike. I was like, I'm just going to use this to get around. I had no idea, dude. dude no, that's a ballsy plan. Bro. There was no internet. It's like, very, think about it, dude. This is like 1990. Yeah. There was no internet. You couldn't even prep for this trip, dude. I, I had some books. I met a guy. So some this, some this, books this, and some this, paper maps and shit. <laughs> so, I didn't even have a map, bro. I was, I was not that advanced. But here's, here was the plan. Was, and the reason I brought up the Adirondacks, because I was backpacking up in the Adirondacks, and I met this dude named Denny. His Denny, Shout out to Denny, yeah, wherever you up, are. Denny, Denny was from, uh, he was from Montreal, Canada, okay. and he was backpacking down there, and he was a little bit older dude, and I was just like, this guy is fucking He's living the life. He's yeah. so cool, and he was like, tell me about Jamaica, He's like, you gotta go, you'll love it, you meet all these people, like, there's good weed everywhere, yeah. there's good music everywhere, it's fucking insane, and I was like, I'm going. <laughs> Sold. So like my Screw guidance, you, guidance counselor. <laughs> That's right. Dude, the guidance counselors could not hook me up. But Denny was like, oh, I got you on lock. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, when you get to Montego Bay, look for a guy named Buddha. He'll take you to this place. He's like, yes. you'll find a place to stay here. Super cheap. And I was like, <laughs> who do I ask? I was like, all right. And I, I was in my head. I'm thinking like it's a town, you know, like Montego Bay is a town. I'm going to meet like Buddha. And yeah. he's going to be like, what's up? Dude? Everybody knows Buddha. Yeah. yeah. So I get, I met this guy on, I met a dude on the plane on my way to Jamaica with my bike. And so they made me take my bike apart to get it on the plane. Like I had to take the wheels off and the bike seat off and I'd take the crank off and box it. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking at, kidding me? At the airport they made you do this? Yeah. Did you have a toolkit with I you? I had a toolkit <laughs> oh. with me, but I didn't realize I was going to have to break my bike down as though I was like <laughs> selling it or whatever. But like they made me break it down. I broke it all down. I had to box it up, <laughs> oh, shit. ship it there. My plane got in at like one o'clock in the morning. I met a guy on the plane from Germany named Chapeau. 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 What up, Chapeau? Sh shout out to Chapeau too. <laughs> and he was a woodworker and he was a rad dude. And he brought a bike too from Germany. And his plan was- So you weren't the only person on a plane from Buffalo who brought a bike to- Well, he was from Germany. So he, we met in Florida on the plane oh. that went to Jamaica. And, but he was bringing okay. a bike <laughs> All right. to go, you know, to- bicycle around Jamaica and he had some friends named Marion and Magnus that lived in a town called Long Bay. Anyway, we get to Montego Bay. It's like, oh, so he knew someone in Jamaica. He knew someone. Okay. I didn't know anything. He had a little bit of a plan. I All knew right. Chapeau. Chapeau. Who knew okay. some people in there. <laughs> there you and, go. Now you know people. And Denny who was hooking me up with Buddha. <laughs> Buddha. Okay. And I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. So, we get there and I have to put my bike together. It's like one o'clock in the morning. We get off, you know, we start, we're just like, dude, it's dark. And we're in fucking Montego Bay in the middle of the night. We're just like pedaling down the road. And I'm like this skinny white dude, you know, <laughs> so out of place. Yes. Like, so out of place. And, uh, I started seeing guys on the street. Like there's dudes like hustlers and like, I'm like, Hey, do you know Buddha? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you like, what? I, I really thought that it was going to happen like that. Like, you know, Buddha and so, like, Oh yeah, I know Buddha. Oh yeah. Come Follow on, me. me. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> How much money you got? Yeah, I, right. I had like $11 or something. <laughs> oh, so, you weren't even worth robbing, man. <laughs> not even close. So, but, and I can't even remember the name of the place. He told me to stay at a, a hotel there and he gave me this name and it was a funny name. And so that's when I started asking around for that. And somebody finally was like, oh yeah, it's right over here. We went there and the place was so shady, like like bare light bulbs hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> you know, like water running and dripping, like no locks on the doors, no glass on the windows. Everything's just like, it was so shady. And Might as well sleep on the street. Dude, I should have just kept biking, you know? <clears throat> but we stayed there that night, me and this guy, Chapeau. And then he was like, well, I'm going to go to, so the east side of Jamaica, which is in the Portland region of Jamaica, which is like just... um. 
what's the big town there? I can't remember the name of town. Kingston? <clears throat> King, it's north of Kingston. So Kingston's sort of on the south side. Mm-hmm. And then it's above, it's oh, Port Antonio. Okay. Port Antonio is where we were going. They were in a little town called Long Bay, Marion and Magnos. So we started riding our bike. It took us like three or four days to get there, like up through the hills in the country. It was super rad. And I stayed there. What kind of bike did you have, bro? It must have been, hopefully it was Dude, a nice one. I had a mountain bike with a army duffel as a backpack. So I didn't even have like panniers or anything on my bike. Like did not plan. I was just like, I'm going. <laughs> you just had a bag I'm on your going. back the whole time. I packed it full of shit. I Fucking good like, for you, man. I don't even know what I need. Like yeah. now I know like all you need is a pair of shorts when you go to the tropics. There you go. You're not going to wear anything. That's it. <laughs> so we're biking and, and I was like, this is miserable. And the, my boy Chapeau, like he had panniers and he had the proper like setup for a bike for a trip. You what know? time of the year is it? Is it hot as balls there it was, too or it what? Was, no, it was, it was winter. It was hot, but it was like... It was winter time there. Okay. So it was raining at night and okay. stuff. And so I found a bike mechanic and this guy like fashioned me a, like a, like a bike rack on the back of my bike out of like <laughs> bent aluminum and stuff. And I paid him like $7. Yeah. yeah. That fit on my mountain bike and we finished oh, our man. trip. We stayed at the most amazing places. And then we built this, uh, when we got to uh, his friend's house, they had bought this land that was on this Spanish ruin that was just spectacular. It was on this hillside in this little town called Long Bay. And uh, we built a hut out of bamboo, all bamboo. Damn. Like, all bamboo, like with the, the supports for the floor joists. And then we like used a fro to split the bamboo into small pieces. for. Damn, the you built a raised floor and everything? Oh, dude, yeah. And walls and a roof. And the roof was like, you know bamboo split in half and it was waterproof and everything like this dude was a woodworker you know like he knew oh chapeau yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's chapeau, right. yeah. <laughs> so i that's that's what inspired me to start doing woodworking oh so shout out the chapeau for your uh, career wow. then man pretty Good much for, yeah. yeah pretty much my oh, whole yeah. career because i was like this is so rad this dude is so cool and then you know we were i had a tent we were camping you know both of us camping until we finished that thing and then we slept in there that is sick. Was, like all four of us me and chapeau and marion and magnus oh they didn't have a house they were just camping and they were building stuff. And so like he uh, went down there to help them build their houses. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. And so yeah, there was nothing there, man. And it was rad. Like the locals <laughs> would come up and we had like fire. It, that was a lot of fun. So anyway, like I was there for about a month. I helped him build this stuff and we hung out and I like tripped around that area, went to waterfalls and everything. And then it was time for me to go. I rode my bike by myself back to Montego Bay. Jamaica's pretty hood though, man. You didn't run into any trouble just biking around? Well, well this is where the trouble, okay. I ran into the trouble. So like, I'm like, I'm going to find Buddha. You know? Oh, you kept looking for him. I okay. Like, I'm going back to find him. And this dude. <laughs> going back to find him. And this dude is like, he's like, oh, I know Buddha. He's like, follow me. I'll take you there. I'm like, all right, it's happened, dude. It's like, just, exactly, it. just what you said, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I'm like, but biking into this total shady neighborhood, like in the ghetto in Montego Bay, like all these stacked up buildings on top of each other. It's made and of sheet metal and random yeah, oh, stuff. Oh, dude, just yeah. like lean together, like stop signs and stuff. And <laughs> kids everywhere and everybody. But it was it was pretty rad. There yeah. Were fires outside. And he take me to this, he takes me to this place. And he's like, yeah, I'm Buddha. And I was like, you know Dennis? And he's like, from Montreal? And I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking work dude there's like 12 billion people in Montre- in, in, in Montego Bay and you found Buddha I found Buddha that knows Denny from yeah. fucking Montreal and then I was scared dude because these guys were like 
gangsters. Like, oh, they, were not, they were not. I was expecting they were going to be like chill Rastas, like playing drums. And What's up, bro? Yeah. But they just started doing like lines and like smoking hard. <laughs> like, you know, hard drugs and up. shit. And I was like, oh man. And then they were like, all right, well, you're friends with, he was like, you live in New York. I was like, yeah, I live in Buffalo, New York. And he was like thinking, he's like, that's by New York. So I was like, well, it's like, it's in, in the, the same state. state. And he just like, was like, oh, it's in New York. He's like, I got people in New York. He's like, I need you to bring this stuff back for me. And I was like, no. <laughs> he's like, they're just tapes. They're demo tapes. So he had like these demo tapes that were full of Coke that he wanted me to bring back. And I was like, no way, dude. And they got super aggressive. They're like, well, Dennis oh, said shit. you were like our boy. You were going to. And I was like, oh, Dennis sent yeah. you down there like a mule. Oh, totally, wow. dude. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I, I did not bring them back. Did you take them from them? No, though? I did not no. take them from them. I just got out of there. And that's <laughs> when things got haywire because I, like they were, they were pissed. They, they were like expecting me to take all this cocaine back and I was not having it. Like I was what not going to do that. So I just left and they were kind of yelling and I, I was like, well, I'm fucking out, man. I got on my bike and I just started jamming. And then I came into this like part. I didn't know where I was either because I followed a guy there. So I didn't have a map. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have Damn, So I'm just biking as fast as I can and I went like through this park and then this dude came up at me with a bat and he like had it was like one of those mini bats you know yeah like a souvenir bat you yeah. get it like a I, they still hurt to get hit with oh hell know? yeah they <laughs> probably hurt even worse dude it's like a little baton bro really whack so the shit out of you I'm on this like narrow path and he stopped me in the middle and he was just like smacking his hand and he's like give me all your money and I was so like fired up and so revved up and so pissed the off. Fight or flight like, was rolling. I yeah. was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I was like, no. And I just pushed through him. I pushed him out of the way. And then I just hauled ass. And I was like, all I could do to keep my shit together. And then <laughs> Hell yeah. I made it. Made it back. I didn't bring any drugs back, but I did get offered to like bring babies back for, from somebody else too. Like kids? Like kids. What the Dude, I was like so out of my element. I was like 17 years old. I had Who are no you going to bring the babies to? I don't know. But this lady, this one, she was like, hey, what do you need, boy? Like they call, ever called me whitey. Yeah. Whitey. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, Sounds right. She's like, you want some weed? I was like, no, I'm good. She's like, you want some Coke? I was like, nope. You want some? And she like went through this list, <laughs> dude, of like, what? She's like, you need a girlfriend for the night? And I was like, no, thank you. Like, you want to take a Jamaican baby home? <laughs> want to like, take a Jamaican baby home? That was funny. Damn. That was the first little adventure. So so little out of adventure. out of all the people you named, have you no had any contact with any of them? No, zero. Not zero. even uh, the dude uh, what's his name? Shopo? Shopo, no. I didn't we didn't even exchange phone numbers. That's crazy that he inspired you to yeah. do what you're doing now and you've never I know. crazy, man. Yeah. I at was one, he an older cat or was he, he was older than me? So like I was like 17, he was probably like 25 or 26. He had, Oh, like, so he'd been doing his career, okay. you know. And in Germany like the way they like they do an apprenticeship yeah. for their woodworking. And he's like, he was like, he was a true craftsman. He built some beautiful stuff with like, I bet man, like a, like a backpack full of tools. He didn't have table saws and stuff. Like we were doing everything by hand. It was really, wow. I was really inspired by that. That is sick, man. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he didn't bring back the cassettes. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he didn't get tricked into the cassettes or the mother, the babies or anything like that, man. Years later, I went back to visit. Um, and, I went to that town to Long Bay and I was looking for Marion and Magnus. I knew that um, Chapeau wouldn't be there because he was just trying. He was coming to help he was or whatever. To, like they were friends. Uh -huh. And I met some people down. And this, I was a little bit older when I went back. You know, I was like in my 20s and I was like, I didn't get in any trouble. That yeah. Time. You know, I was smarter. But um, I met 
an older woman who lived in Long Bay and I asked her if she knew Marion and Magnus because I couldn't remember how to get to their place. Exactly where it was, yeah. yeah and she was like, oh yeah, I know them. The Swiss, they, go, they were from Switzerland. So Chapeau was from Man. Germany. They were from Switzerland. And she, was like, he, she said, yeah, Marion hooked up with a Jamaican guy and Magnus went home. And so oh, she shit. lived there now. Oh, wow. oh, damn. I was like, oh, that's how that story ends. <laughs> damn. That's like uh, that movie, was that? Along Came Polly, when they're on, uh, they're on their honeymoon or that's whatever, right. and she that's falls right. in love with that dude. Yep. Oh, man, that's cold. Yeah. That's cold. Um, but when you were in Jamaica, did you go to this place called Ocho Rios? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I did. What'd you think of I it? I went there the second time I was there. I loved Ocho Rios. Yeah? Yeah. We've, we've been kind of thinking about going there sometime soon. Uh just because this place that we stayed at in Cancun was just super bitching. And then they just opened up a new yeah, one in Ocho there. Rios and it's all inclusive and stuff. And after going there and doing the all inclusive thing, I feel like that's going to be my angle when I go to any type of like tropical resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking like Puerto Vallarta, maybe hopefully this, this late nice. summer or something. But uh, eventually I want to check out that Ocho Rios spot, man. It looked, it looked incredible. Ocho Rios is beautiful. It looked, It's yeah. right on the water. I mean, it's a gorgeous. I'm trying to remember exactly. Do, so it's. Kind of looked like it was like a hill, set in a hillside mm, in a way, mm. but it was like super green and the water was just stupid color blue. We gotta blue. get the computer monitor in here so we could like just pull that shit up. Yeah, and it's coming. It it's coming. Right Once now. we get the videos up in here like that, you we'll know be where able else to go all this really, live. You guys are really like Negril too. Negril? Negril yeah. is like a fun little touristy town. But Jamaica, you can, I, I would imagine you can hop around most of the island in whatever trip you go on. You can, right. you can bounce around a little bit. It's not super easy to get around the road. The roads, I, rem- I yeah. haven't been there in a long time, but the roads are gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly. No 101? No. <laughs> <laughs> no that is sick. So, so when you left Jamaica, when you left Jamaica, you just uh, went back to beautiful bl- Buffalo, New York? I went back to beautiful, sunny Buffalo, New York. Yes. And then I think I had like, I got, I got scared straight a little bit. And I from, was like, from the Montego Bay? Well, just from the whole hooligans. thing. Like, I was like, all right, well, I got to go to school. And that's when I went to Saranac Lake. Okay. The guidance counselor won overall. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But he didn't really win. I, was, <laughs> I didn't even make it a full semester. It was a brief stop. Yeah, I met a girl and we went on the road. And like, I missed all my finals, dude. Like, I, oh, I came back to school and my friends were like, really? Yeah. And I was like, what? School's like, all the finals were last week. I was like, oh, I thought they were next week. And then, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> I blew okay. it. Yeah. No. I blew it. So how was that school though? That's probably a pretty bitching little setting up. It there, was rad. Everything right around Lake Placid is just really cool, man. Yeah, I was. And I was at a school called um, North Country Community College, and I was doing a wilderness program. That, it was called the WEA, the Wilderness Education Association. Okay. So my goal then was to become like some kind of a, a rock climbing guide or instructor. like an instructor or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool program that they. That's cool that they had that program back in when is this some sometime in the nineties or something like that. It's cool that yeah. they were. Thank you for that. Most people around like persistence culture would be like, oh, was that in like the sixties? No, 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 no. I could do, do you like that, Christian? But uh, yeah, it was ninety. It was ninety one. Okay. Yeah, it was ninety one. That's cool. I mean, what were the what were the, what were your classmates like in the wilderness class? It, surprisingly, like it, it was a pretty broad spectrum of people uh-huh. and like there were some very serious outdoors people in there and there's one woman in particular i can't remember her name but she was just like such a fucking badass dude like because we were camping in the winter time in in so the adirondacks would that be the class like they'd be like all right yeah. so for today's so, class we're like, gonna go survive in the woods yeah survival skills and how to shit in the woods when it's <laughs> 20 below zero you wow. know stuff like that like how to like stay warm <clears throat> and so we were like we'd do camping trips in the winter cut holes in the ice to get water and stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was rad. That's some bear grill it, shit, man. Totally. It was, it was fun. And, 
a lot of uh, um, sort of like group management, how to work with people and how to keep everybody safe. We did first aid stuff and like trust exercises, things like that. I mean, it was not real college. Yeah. You know, trust exercises. What were some trust exercises? You know, like those trust falls. Fall off a do. cliff <laughs> and you're supposed to catch me or some shit. Yeah, like when you're rock climbing, like how to belay each yeah. other and like you have to learn how to like work together as a team and protect each other and just so, like what we learn in life now. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, we're not really belaying each other in, in persistence, not just yet. At no, least. not yet, but we Not will. until uh, rock climbing is the next add-on. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, pole dancing and rock climbing, I think, are um, I think there's been the a pole. lot more talk about pole dancing than yeah. rock climbing. <laughs> See, we need to get a pole up. We yeah. need to get a, now we have we, now we have something to start a pole off of, rock climbing or pole dancing add-on. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good place. But I, I do think that the if we had to put a vote up, like... Definitely the pole dancing would win. Yeah, well, we got to get Johnny. We gotta I'd, vote, get... I'd vote for a group trip to uh, Jamaica. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm you down with our, that. Let's find that option. Man. Option three, Christians tour around Montego Bay. We're going to go find Buddha. We're going to find Buddha. We're going to find Buddha, and we're going to run him through some of Gage's wads and see. And it's not the Buddha does. you're thinking of. No, doesn't sound like it. Not, not, with, the, not with his uh, company that he keeps. Right. Yeah, right. I wonder if those demo tapes are still looking for a taker. <laughs> Now it'll really stand out. You go through security with a shit ton of cassettes nowadays, they're going to be like, right. this, dude, this dude's up to something. You're going to get a crowd if you had a bunch of cassettes anyway right now. <laughs> they're going to be like, what are those? Yeah. Actually, I feel like there's a resurgence in cassettes, dude. And they're like expensive now because yeah. I think a lot of people stop making them. Totally. And then a lot of people still like to use them in like production value. I think they give that authentic you know, yeah. sound behind music. So there's actually like a little like... Uh, not necessarily black market, but a little hot market on like eBay. Yeah, stuff, I think you're so. right. I, yeah. I knew a guy in Maine who uh, he was really into reel to reel recordings. Okay, and so you know he would have these big reels, and the way he liked about it is that it would be a long play. Like you could have like two hours of music, so he would make these huge long playlists on a reel to reel and just let it like play out. It's like the original MP3 party. or something like that, where you can just totally. keep a ton, bunch of shit right there, so you don't have to keep Cut changing it and things. Splice it. Yeah. That takes skill, man. I can't do none of that. Mamba, when you started DJing, CDs. when you started DJing, you had to splice, splice your phone calls and everything. It was like, uh, uh, if you cut it and you cut the wrong piece, you had to make sure you kept it over your shoulders in case you needed to, to add it back. It was just like, you, it was weird because you just taped everything together and it sounded fine when you just played Just with it. scotch tape. Yeah. Isn't you would splice crazy? with scotch tape? Yeah. yeah. How much would you overlay or you wouldn't overlay? You'd go butt the button and just like wrap it? Butt and wrap it. And it's crazy because after you do it for a while, you know where to cut, you know where to paste it. And oh, shit. It, yeah. It and you was, were doing with, so you would record music and then you would cut? Record your phone calls with the callers. So you took off all the, all the bullshit and then you just kind of tying up the phone call. Oh, so you're talking about like radio phone calls and yeah, things like yeah, that? Yeah, radio phone calls. Yeah. Damn. It was on a, a two track reel. Yeah. That's, That's badass, dude. That's yeah, insane, was, bro. I, I got to, when I got into radio, I got to experience like uh, the turntable, like everything to where it's at now. So, uh, so it, it's a trip when you get somebody and, and everything's on the computer and, and they say like, oh, this is hard. I was like, man, you think this is hard? <laughs> yeah, this you shit. had the cards back in the day. You had like yeah, uh, right. the, the splicing. Cards, yeah, we had yeah. cards. when I, I DJed for a while in Maine and we Damn, had cards insane. for all the advertisements yeah. and everything. You had to stick those. And it was sort of like an eight track. Yeah. The way those work. Now, I, now, now, back then, I'm pretty sure when you were in it, every time uh, uh, you went to a new segment, you had to be there and, and press a button Yeah, for every little thing. So if it was like a 30-second spot, and then once it was over, you had to press the next segment and next and next. Now, you could just leave it up, and it's auto automated, and, and you could walk away. Is that what would be on the monitor when we were using the, the studio? Yeah. Yeah, so it yeah. was up there, and it just showed, like, songs and So every, every and time the thing switched... 
uh, that that would back in the day that would be a new cart, and you only had three machines, so you always had to be changing tapes oh, and shit, loading man. up the CDs or That's the right. or the turntable like and a switchboard operator or something. Yeah, it was That's it insane. was it was a, a whole a way busier back then when man, I first got into it. You should have been getting paid more money back then, man. Man, Damn. I should be getting paid more money now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, man. Seriously, but that's insane. I have no idea you can even splice together just with a good I old just, roll I just remember tape, doing man. it with my cassette tapes when I'd be, uh, you know, making mixtapes and stuff yeah. like that and you'd fuck it up and it would tear or like get bunched up in your tape deck and you'd yeah. pull it out and you'd pull all the tape back out all carefully straighten it all out yeah. and tape it back together and it would play it you didn't even hear yeah. it get a pencil roll it back up yeah, right <laughs> see i don't ever i never did anything like that what i used to do is i would just wait and i had the tape recorder there and the radio playing and then you hit the two buttons when the song starts right? yeah. and that was it that's see, all i do see uh uh, uh jay scratch uh, uh-huh. we, we got to interview him he did yeah. a he did like a mega mix on a reel to reel and it was all like splice uh, so that you know, just just picture like a minute's worth of work. Uh, back then would take you like twenty plus hours to do like a one minute of work. Now you could do it on a on a computer within like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's crazy, and that's what he was talking about in the episode too. If you, if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. It's a great, great interview. Um, but just the skill set, you know, it's tough to it's tough to combine today's DJ skill sets with what he, you know, acquired through the years on top of acquiring the new skills too. Yeah. Not to take anything away from the new DJs. I mean, of course the stuff, they're doing magic with. Oh yeah. DJs. Oh yeah. Of course. Shout out to next level. Yeah, insane definitely. stuff. But that's cool. Well, I just definitely learned something new today with the whole splicing, man. Um, did you have, did you, when you were doing it back in the day, did you have playlists that they would, they were, that you had to play for them? Yeah. So everything was a playlist and then you got like, like one or two uh, requests that you could put in. Yeah. And it's usually like, you know, the, I wouldn't even play the request. I would play the two songs that I wanted to That's hear. Right. <laughs> but then you had the song, like if you had to go to the restroom. Yeah. And uh, we used to call it the number two song, which, <laughs> which was, which was a long version. The of, extended version. Of Rapper's Delight. <laughs> yeah. That was right. like a 17 minute song. <laughs> Throw Rapper's Delight on. I know I'll be good. Yeah, it's classic. I got enough time. Um, well, getting back to uh, when you were taking number twos in the woods in wilderness <laughs> class. Uh, so so uh, when they teach you how to, to rock climb, I've always been interested, right? So you see a giant ass cliff that I see like people that climb like, um, you know, the famous the famous mountains that are out there. There's spots that you tie off to already right. there, right? Well, so who's the guy that well, put those spots there? there's there's two different ways of climbing there's like what's called traditional climbing which means that you would do a lead climb and you set protection as you go that is removed so two people climb together like me and you are climbing together yeah i'm tied to one end of the rope you're tied to the end other end of the rope i'll climb up and as i go like you're belaying me you're lead you're like letting out slack in the rope as i climb up i place protection into cracks or fissures or different like spots in natural it's just called like natural uh natural protection something like an eye bolt you're shoving in there or something no there's things called friends and Uh it's like a camming device that you squeeze and it contracts and then you push it into a crack and let it go and it expands gotcha kind of like a toggle bolt but yeah yeah but it's removable it's temporary okay or you could do like use like what they call uh stoppers or nuts and they're like chalks that go like you know you chalk it into the into a a crack or whatever crack and then I would go up and I would set an anchor and then pull up all the slack in the rope and belay you up to me. And you would take all the gear out as you came up. 
And then we continue on like that up the cliff face. So you're setting like anchors as you go now. And where would you get up to just a, a, a flat spot wherever you can stop? No, not even like someplace that you could hang from you. So you set like three pieces of gear and set a like a uh, balanced anchor that you could hang from. Uh-huh. And then you just kind of like, la- like lay all your gear on your lap and like sling it over your shoulder. And then I would belay you up. Or sometimes you come to like a natural ledge or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I've seen I've seen people like set up like a a bivy like like they, something to sleep on like a portal ledge yeah, yeah. yeah. like on uh, like that's what big climbers when they do big walls when it's a multiple day yeah like, what's homeboy's wow. name that climbed the uh, what's the famous one Alex uh, Arnold who is that getting all the press right now Alex Arnold is yeah. he the first guy that climbed uh, El Cap El Capitan yeah there you go I couldn't think of the name for some reason but yes no no, no. he's no. not the first guy but I think he's the fastest guy the fastest guy okay he did it with. You know, it's free soloed it with no ropes. But when you're talking about like when people climb up and then there's already gear there, yeah, that's a sport route. Those are bolts, and so that's something that's like drilled into the rock. You bring like, and they used to do it with just like a just pound it in hammer and like a chisel. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called. The, the it's like a it's like a drill bit that you hammer. Yeah, so you hammer it and it like twists. It twists itself. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Twists yeah. itself, uh-huh. and then you put an expansion bolt in it and bang it in there. It's just like a regular old you know yeah. redhead or whatever. Yeah, like that. Similar. Insane, man. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. That's nuts. What made you want to do that? Were you always chasing adrenaline growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like skateboarding, BMX riding, extreme sports, yeah. whatever the case. And you know, be. I had a friend who obviously like you, what the way we all get into everything is like you meet somebody who's cool, who does something that you want to learn how to do. And yeah. Yeah. Like totally. Beg them to take you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my friend, Steve. You know, he taught me how to rock climb in the Niagara escarpment, you know, just below the Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. Shout out cool. to Steve. You still know Steve? I do. I saw him a couple of years ago. I still know Steve. That's cool. So you, you, you go back to Buffalo often or? No, the la- I went there a few years ago for a funeral mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably the only reason I would go there again. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> unfortunate when places become <laughs> travel for that reason, but yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's good for the soul, man. But I just, you know, one of the members like Michelle, you yeah. know Michelle at our gym. Yeah, of course. Um, she's from Buffalo. She is like her, her family's from Buffalo. She was just there. And I couldn't believe it when I was talking to her. And like, she knew the town I grew up in and everything in the area, which is wild. I grew up in a town called Clarence. And when I went there a few years ago for my buddy's funeral, um, I couldn't believe how beautiful it was. Yeah. Like the whole area, the Western New York is just, it's gorgeous. Bro, the difference is the East Coast, I feel like has proper hydration and water and shit like that. <laughs> where like here, we're kind of in denial that where we live is a desert, bro. Yeah, it's like I we know, live in a fucking seriously. desert. So I mean, it's like, everybody's <laughs> like, damn, there's no water. It's like, no, well, there is no water. It's, right. yeah, <laughs> it's a desert. It's not really supposed to be water. You know, we've kind of created these man built holes that we're calling lakes that, you know, are running out of water right now. But yeah, um, I mean, you, then on the other side of it, on the, in, especially in New England and the northern part of the East Coast, you're running into like brutal winters. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, no, the storms like crazy though. Yeah, I don't miss that shit. So forget about <laughs> I'll roll with I'll roll with the desert for no, now. I'm cool with this. Yeah, because right that's how Jersey was in the summer too. I mean, everything is just like popping green flowers like, dude, everywhere. Yeah, everybody's like New Jersey. Why the hell they call it the Garden State? Oh, dude, you know, it's beautiful. Like, in oh, New you can freaking throw a tomato. A, dead rotten tomato on the ground it's going to turn into a beautiful freaking tomato plant in like a week there's still bears in new jersey too yeah. i mean there's like yeah. there's serious no the pine yeah pine barrens bro yeah. you want to get your wilderness on go ahead you can get lost out there real right. quick That's you wouldn't pretty think wild. so but yeah a small state like new jersey has yeah, that much wild you wouldn't think so so shout out to them for can you know preserving yeah, that. new jersey that's where you uh drive on the parkway and park in the driveway and that's it that's <laughs> it that's exactly right <laughs> 
I've heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then uh, one thing I noticed, like, I don't pay tolls out here, man. I know. There's That's tolls pretty, everywhere on the East Yeah, Coast. it's pretty nice. I'll, I'll give you that. That 101 might have too much traffic, but at least they don't pay you to sit on it. I drove on the parkway in New Jersey one time, yeah. like, through the whole state, and I paid for the person behind me at every toll booth. Yeah. Just for the fun Just of it. Just for the fun Just of it. Just to see what would happen. Hell yeah. Good for you, man. And Hopefully that, they paid it forward. I, I hope so. But I've had it happen to me too. I love it when that happens. Yeah. No, it is pretty nice. It is pretty nice when something like random like that. Yeah, just I mean, like, it's 75 cents or whatever, you know, it's kind of, it's just a fun thing. To yeah. Do. It's not like, it's not like to an extreme, like, you know, some people, but Hey, that's what we have. That's what you can give. So good for you, man. That is legit. So wilderness school didn't work out for you. Where's, where's, uh, where, <laughs> where, where's Christian off to man? Let's see after that. Okay. So I went back to Buffalo to very disappointed parents, you know, <laughs> you, didn't turn into, you didn't turn into a rock climbing instructor. So yeah, they're pissed. Man. No, I think they were disappointed that I just didn't finish it. Yeah, of know? course. You know, of course. I don't think they were very excited about me or being a, a guide. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part. You know, they, everybody, it's always like finish college, finish college, yeah. but there's other ways through life, man. It's funny too, because like I was so not into finishing college. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. You know what? <laughs> Me too. I don't regret it at all. But both of my daughters are like so successful, so driven. Like my younger daughter just graduated from UCSD. No way. Yeah, Hell yeah. Laude. Shout you out know, to her. That's a tough school to graduate from dude, too. Just like and in, in the midst of the pandemic, she had to do all her classes online and like. Yeah. And she was, and she was doing uh, persistence classes online. She right. was grinding away. She had a whole full setup in her garage. That was, that was dope. Yeah. Yeah, and she she crushed it, and so she just graduated. I'm so stoked for that. But like, I they I know they didn't get it from their mom. It's from you, man. <laughs> but I, that I, little that, bit, that <laughs> half a semester in wilderness school is what carried it off. It carried them through the hard times in UCSD. No disrespect to their mom. Their mom is a great woman, but they didn't get that from their mom, and they didn't get it from me. But somehow, like the way they were brought up, like they are motivated. Hell yeah, and driven. That's awesome. And well, it's definitely like, I, I big parts that. to you being an incredible dad because just the way you are from what I've known, like if you even sprinkled a little bit of that as uh, being their father, then they had a great upbringing because of that. So that you uh, got a big part in that, man. I always felt like they kind of raised me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you learn a lot from having kids. Well, I'm you know. definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still learning. I haven't learned <laughs> I haven't learned enough lessons yet, but uh, the, it, it, it is incredible. It's, in, it's incredibly frustrating at moments, but then it's also just like, you just see something and it's like, damn, that's why, <laughs> that's why it's all worth it. That's why I put up with, with all the, all the other difficulties that you, come with it. But you can always see how, uh, you can tell how kids are parented by how the kids interact with other people, other adults when the parents aren't around. Mm -hmm. And that's the one way it's easy to tell like your kids are on point. They're so sweet. Cause they're like, they engage with people that they don't know at the facility. I mean, I that's know good. that they're in a trusted environment yeah. you know, and stuff like that, but like, I love, I love to see, I love when kids are willing to talk to adults. Like, cause when I was a kid, dude, like you didn't talk to grown ups. Stranger danger, man. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. True. Seriously. You didn't talk, but like now kids, like they're being brought up to like learn how to interact with people from a young age. And I really mm -hmm. like, I love to see that. Bro, you know what's weird? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just not noticeable, but is, is like the fear of, I know it unfortunately still happens, you know, but is the fear of kidnapping dulled down? Because I feel like, like when I was growing up, you know, oh, it, it was, was like out there. It was 
very like totally. you're gonna don't get in that car. You will get kidnapped. Yeah. If anyone asks you for candy, you say no and you run. You, don't you know, like there was like strict tell your teacher you don't know? get in cars with strangers. Yeah, you need a password. You know, yeah. like if somebody's gonna pick you up from school and stuff. Yeah, there was a big movement in like the '80s and the '90s with all that shit. I remember there used to be uh, Scruff McGruff oh, uh, yeah. stickers oh, yeah. in the windows, like a safe house. Like yeah. if you, what if one of the scumbags Dude, put a Scruff McGruff in their window? Now, that's a terrible idea. I bet every one of those Scruff McGruff stickers Seriously. was by a Dude, right? Seriously, I just thought about that. That's a terrible idea. Good thing they can that. It's like those project. motherfuckers in clown costumes, yeah. you know, like Gacy. Yeah, right? seriously, man. Ah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, so now you're back in uh in, in Buffalo. In, oh, Buffalo. In, so yeah, and back in Buffalo <laughs> and hanging out with my buddy Steve and uh, his dad bought him a 1983 Volkswagen Rabbit. Sweet. That he restored and Steve didn't want it and sold it to me. Hell yeah. And so it was this beautiful powder blue 1983 Volkswagen Rabbit. I don't remember how many miles were on it. There was a lot of miles on it, but it was... I feel like every rabbit had a lot of miles on it. This guy that lived four doors down from me, Bobby Worm. Shout out to Bobby Worm, whatever you're up to. But he had a, uh, he had a, like a spicy deli mustard brown Ooh, rabbit. Nice. Yeah, with like 500,000 miles on it. <laughs> you know what? Those cars are so badass because like if you get stuck in a hole or something, you can like lift it up and move <laughs> it especially if you're Especially if you're at PC, man. That's an easy deadlift, man. That's an easy, that's an easy move. Yeah, we don't flip tires. We flip cars. Yeah, we flip rabbits. Let's go find... An old 83 rabbit. It'll be yellow. Yep. It will, it will definitely be a little mustard yellow one. <laughs> so I bought this uh, this Volkswagen rabbit and I took the back seats out and I converted it into a bed and I got a, like a, a rack for the top and I had one of those like camper Damn. shells. Damn. It's a small little bed though. And rabbits, oh, I don't remember them being huge. No, no. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the opposite of huge. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It, it was a compact quarters, sleeping condition. It's a wilderness sleeping uh, yeah. it's, upgrade. It, it was rough, but I mean, it worked. Yeah. I drove. Yeah. So I... Uh, I met a girl and that was why I dropped out of school. That's why I missed my finals with this right. girl. And she came to meet me and we jumped in the Volkswagen Rabbit and drove across the country and started like tripping all around. And that's where the whole van story happened was in Santa Cruz. And that's, I sold the rabbit to buy that van. That was the last episode the last of the story. Episode. Last episode. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do remember the, yeah. I do remember the van story. <clears throat> yeah. And so we drove all around in, in, in that Volkswagen Rabbit. And you know, what's funny is like, I've always romanticized that car ever since. And when I lived in Maine, you know, years later and I had kids, I got another 83 Volkswagen rabbit. That was good for blue. you, man. Yeah. Good and for I was, you. I, I, if I found it, you know, on, there was a, um, like a newspaper auto called, trader. No, it's called uncle Henry's uncle Henry's. Okay. <laughs> uncle Henry's. And that's a main thing. And so like, it, there's like all these different departments in it, like bikes, cars, uh -huh. you know, trucks, uh, garden supplies like for rent they're free for the taking which was like the most funny chapter in this like newsweek or this this newspaper that came out every week um so i found that car on there and bought that <laughs> how but, much how much did you pay for that 83 baby blue rabbit like eleven hundred dollars or something I paid like, yeah, I think right. I paid the same. Somebody came up pretty good then. Right. I feel like that's not a bad payday for. And I drove it for like four rabbit. years in Maine through the winter. Like no then, worries. It well, was, then you got a good golden. deal too. Yeah. Then yeah. both parties were winners there. Winner, winner. No doubt. Those are good cars. Yeah. You ever see those, uh, the, the rabbit pickup trucks, the Volkswagen? I have. Rabbit? Yeah, I have. Those are some funky looking things, man. Those are funky looking. I think that would be a good car to have out here. Yeah. The AC I mean, they're cool, dude. I mean, they're like one of those things that just catches your eyes. They're just like. It's a classic. You could probably sleep in the bed of that. Oh, totally. The rabbit. Yeah, it would be definitely a little more roomy than the <laughs> rabbit for sure, dude. And uh, 
So, so uh, you said the winter's up in Maine, man. I got to think, like, I think of, like, winters in New Jersey and I'm, like, getting chills. It's 100 degrees here today. Yeah. Well, maybe not here in Ventura, but up in T.O. and up in Oakview, it's definitely probably tapping the triple digits on the thermometer. Um, uh, but I still feel the chills when I think about, about winter, you know, like negative three degrees. And that's in Jersey. What the yeah. hell is it like in Maine, man? It gets, it gets cold. I bet, I bet bro. Cold. You're like... <laughs> Cause that's, that's the most Northern part of the country. So, I mean, pretty I, I'm much. pretty sure it's gotta be just as cold as it can possibly be, man. Yeah. There were days, I mean, I moved to Maine from Hawaii with no ex, like I had no, it's funny cause I'd lived in New York. I grew so up you in moved Buffalo. from Maine to Hawaii. See, I'm telling you, man, that's you living up to the, no, the from, to the intro of I interesting man in the world. Hawaii to Maine. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, what? I, I, I had been in winters. I grew up in Buffalo. Like I'd snowboard. Yeah, Buffalo like, is brutal, man. Buffalo is Buffalo's no joke, yeah, dude. It's the armpit of the East Coast. That yeah. place is fucking cold. <laughs> it like snows so much. It's gnarly. But like Maine, I was not prepared. And the first winter there, I was doing construction outside. You know, thanks to Chapo. I like I'd started I doing started doing construction in Hawaii, and I kept doing it, and I kept at it, and I worked with some amazing craftsmen there. Got to Maine. I hooked up with a really rad cooperative com- company called Artisan Builders that really like taught me a lot. They bought me tools. They bought me the right tool belt. Like I still have my tool belt that they bought me in '95. I still have the same tool belt. It's an Occidental leather tool belt. That's you badass. Know? I mean, I've had it and I've used it. Did you ever wear it when you work out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wear it for my calendars. You know, for the for the PC calendar. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. No, but, but uh, that's badass, man. And so that first winter, I remember I just like would, I would put on like four pairs of socks and two pairs <laughs> of long. I just didn't know how to, like you learn how to layer yeah. properly. You know, mm-hmm. you get the proper clothes. And you I can always shed them up. down. You can't, if you ain't got them, you can't put them on. Yeah. But if you put too many like thin layers on, it doesn't do anything. You can yeah. sweat inside of it. And, and so I've learned how to do that, but it was cold, man. It was hard. You just survive. Yeah. You survive. You see people like they walk like this. Their shoulders are all shrugged. Their faces all fucking winter. It's so brutal. I yeah. remember like starting my truck up, you know, in the morning to melt the ice off the windshield. Uh, start the truck up, go back inside, make coffee, make breakfast, eat your breakfast, <laughs> drink your coffee, take a shit take a shower and then go out and then like, okay, now I can scrape the windshield off like <laughs> half an hour later. Cause there's all this ice on there. It's insane, man. It's hard living. You and need- you know, the people there do, they like, they thrive. Yeah. They thrive in it. I bet, man. I mean, it becomes beautiful. your normal, you know, like here, like if, if it's, you know, if it's 50, you know, degrees out, it feels chilly, man. It does. You know? And, and if it rains for like 15 minutes, there's car accidents all over the one. Seriously. There's car accidents all over the 101 without it raining, yeah, man. Totally. People just daydreaming about the rain. People are getting in car accidents. But so, uh, I'd imagine that it's got to be beautiful up there in oh, Maine though, dude. Like yeah, the, the wilderness is insane. It's so, and the coast is magical. The coastline there. But is there beaches or is it all rocks and shit? No, there's beaches. Yeah. There's not a lot of beaches. It's mostly rock beaches, but uh-huh. beautiful rock beaches. Well, I mean, if you're a rock climber, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Perfect. But I mean, it's also like just like these big, beautiful like beach stones. And the coastline in Maine is so irregular. So Maine is so much smaller, right, than California. Yeah. But it's got more coastline than California. Because co- the, Cal- really? the California coast is like a straight line. You That's know, a true much stat. From Oregon to Mexico, you know, it's like this straight, long, straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Maine, it just goes in and out, and it's all these coves and bays and harbors, and it just and there's all these thousands of islands off the coast of Maine that are inhabited. Like people live on there, and they go back and forth. It's really wow. the the coast of Maine is. I mean, the woods of Maine are amazing, but the coast of Maine is 
there's not much like it anywhere else. That's cool. That's an interesting stat, man. That that, uh, that length. Of I might have made it up. No, I don't think you made it up. I don't think you made it up. I feel like I believe it. So no. I'm not even going to look it up no, because no. I'm going to believe it. Yeah, I think it, I, it could be easily verified with Google. Yeah, I know. Fucking Google, man. It makes everybody full of shit. <laughs> Um, it totally it does. It does. <laughs> it does. And it like should not seconds. call it Google no more. It's call it full of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, people can burn you in seconds nowadays. You know, I, I, there's somebody I used to hang out with that they would say, ask the bartender. You know, like, and that's what you do now. You just like, you go to yeah. the phone, you know, you look something up on the phone. Mm -hmm. But it used to be like, you, like me and you would be sitting at a bar and like. Drunk talking shit. Like, wait a second, wait. But who, who did that in 84? Like, what was that? And then you're like, oh, hey, bartender. Yeah. And then they would like settle the argument. Yeah. And they would be the referee. That's, so. the, that's the new bartender. Google's the new bartender. I like that. All right. Now Doesn't they just need to start giving me beers and then I'll, I'll be fully, fully on board. Start man. serving drinks. Yeah. So, um, so you sold the rabbit for the van? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, totally. That first rabbit. So you sold the first, first rabbit for the van and then uh, the van hijinks ensued. Yeah. Just refresh my memory, right? The the van was so I, stolen. It was a stolen van. I bought a stolen van. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> but did you have the pink slip for the rabbit? <laughs> I did, but I didn't really consider. I didn't think about any of those. You things. just gave him the pink slip without giving getting the pink slip, or how did that I, work? I don't think I even gave did. him that one. It was just kind of like, like here's probably, the keys, here's the keys. In the glove box. Yeah, yeah. It was, I left it there for him. You know, <laughs> yeah. here's the keys, works. here's the keys. Yeah, yeah, and then. I think I think the last I think the last episode ended up with you with your pants down arrested in oh, yeah. the Sequoia was it the Sequoia Mountains? No, it was Redwood uh, Redwood City. Oh, Redwood City. So uh, way up north then. Mm -hmm. Man, uh, I got out. How'd you get out of the Pinta? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fun it was funny that the owner of the van, they called her. Oh, okay. And she came up cuz it was from Santa Cruz. So I wasn't that far from Gotcha. from there, but like she came up Cause she knew who stole her van. Oh, and so they're like, well, we got this guy up here. You know, he, he, we caught him with your van and she was like, that's not him. But she came up to get her van. And then she was like, well, I don't want the van. I was trying to sell it to him. He and was going to do it? work on my car. He was going to do work on my car for trade. And oh. I was gonna sell it. So I was, he was going to do $500 work. He never did it. And then I went back to get my van and it was gone. So she's like, so I was going to sell it to him for $500. So I bought it again from her. So like, so I had to buy it twice. I bought it twice. <laughs> About one time, one time illegitimately. And she gave me the pink slip. Beautiful. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> totally. Hell yeah. Lesson learned. Hell yeah. Kids, get the paperwork. Get the paperwork. Definitely get a pink slip if somebody's actually selling you the car. Right. Unless right. it's leased, then you got to pay it and, and earn that pink slip. Yeah, so but, lesson learned there. Yeah, man. Um, so where'd the van take you, dude? Not now very that far. It's, now, now it's legally owned. Yeah, not very far. Not no? very far. No, because uh, it broke down. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst, man. That's the worst, dude. I hate buying a car and then it takes a shit on yeah, you right it away. Did. It broke down like outside of Chicago. Outside of Chicago? Back. That's pretty far, bro. From California to Chicago, I, man. It's yeah, doing but it, all right. Time-wise, it was like three days later, dude. I get out <laughs> of jail, drive like, you, you know. know what? You drive it for 2,000 straight miles. <laughs> totally. And then it was dead. Yeah. Less At least it made you Chicago. Did you live in Chicago then or what? Yeah, I just stayed there. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say this is never ending, man. You've done a full loop oh, and man. sprinkled in a trip with Chipotle, Jamaica here. <laughs> I bus ticket from there. Yeah. Yeah, bus ticket from Back there. Back to Buffalo? 
I went to New Jersey. Hey, to Princeton. Princeton. To Princeton. Yeah, Princeton. Hey, that's New right Jersey. around my neck of the that's woods. Right. I'm like in the 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 outcast of of Princeton's uh, beautiful shadow. But yeah. So I mean Trenton. So I mean it was like yeah, yeah. it's like 20 minute ride into sure. into Princeton. I always loved Princeton, dude. Princeton is like a bitchin' little like town. But you have to. I feel like you have to be pretty effluent. You have to. Uh, you definitely have to have the the right uh, the right mojo to make it in Princeton. I would say. I mean it's a college town. It's a college but, town, and so there's college students, but they're all from affluent families. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're there's not poor people in. Princeton. No, there's not very many poor people. Nobody's begging for money out no. there, and. Uh, and there's plenty of money walking around. But I always thought it was thing, a yeah. really nice. And the campus, I always thought was so weird that you can just stroll on the campus. Here I am, just some bum-ass kid, you know, and I could just go to Princeton. I could park my car and I could walk through this yep. campus where people were paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to go to school. Yeah, we went and I could just we stroll around and hung out on the campus. It was, yeah. I mean, it was fun. Kids are playing Frisbee on the, in the park. Yeah, no, it's stuff. a great place. I'm sure it's awesome to go to school there. I, I didn't have the... The so cash or you know, the wits. You know how they call that, like, the common area at a college, uh, the, a quad? Yeah, the quad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just learned the other day why it was called the quad. Tell me, I don't know. Yeah, because it, there's usually four sides to it. What do you mean four sides? Like, like usually four like, dorms like, or usually something? like, it's a block, you know, it's like a block of uh, grass or something in the middle, uh-huh. in between other buildings, and that's why they called it a quad. Because there's four sides, yeah, yeah. quad. Oh, okay. It was, I mean, it was a little too simple. Yeah, too much. I was yeah. hoping it was going to be a much more exciting definition. <laughs> and that is why we didn't go to Princeton and hang out in the quad. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's why we had to just stroll on the campus, man. That's right. But... Yeah. Uh, well, who's the smart one? We went for free. Yeah. Well, speaking of Jersey, now that I know that you live there, do you ever go to Six Flags in Jackson while you were there? Six Flags. I think I, no, I never did. Yeah? No. Now they used, well, I, I remember going there and they had this drive-through like uh, uh, safari or whatever. I never really understood why people like doing that because then you would go through like the monkeys section and they would jump on your car and they'd be pissing on your windshield and they'd snap off your uh, antenna. antenna. No way. Oh, I love stuff. that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and people would, There'd be lines of cars. People opening their fucking windows to play with a monkey. It's crazy, (laughs) man. I never fully understood that. I mean, it was cool to see, but I mean, I guess, I mean, I didn't own the car when I was driving through. I was just a kid, you know? So so, there seemed to be a lot, like back then when we were kids, mm -hmm. a lot more people had monkeys. Really? I, I didn't so. know anybody with a well, monkey. Well, I didn't know anybody personally, but uh, like everybody wanted a monkey. My, I remember my but, dad's birthday for his 40th birthday. My mom got a guy to bring a monkey to the house. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Just as like a sideshow like, of the yeah, party? Yeah, we had a big party. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it was like, dude comes in with a fucking monkey. Like we're all holding this <laughs> monkey and he's like throwing stuff around in the house, which is hilarious to think about. Like that thing could tear your arm off. It could tear your arm off. It could... Try to eat, and I think the crazy thing about monkeys is they usually like go for like the neck or, or the like balls. The, yeah, the, yeah, the right. genitals, yeah. like for when they're wow. in, in like attack mode. So totally. it's like they play for fucking keeps. Man. Oh no, yeah, you're. I mean, you're not gonna win. But I think that's why many people don't don't have them anymore. I mean, obviously activists or whatever. But then I think there's also a couple like gnarly like chimpanzee attacks. Like you there's know, some, it's like there's bad stories yeah, out there. Exactly, definitely, definitely. Some I just thought stories. Michael Jackson was the only guy. Yeah, yeah right. no, uh, uh-uh, you know, there's plenty of them out there. He not had just, a whole not just zoo, the king. Right? Yeah, he had it all, man. Was that all? Like right in Santa Barbara? Yeah, it's just north of Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. What happened? Is that still there? Uh, I no, I think they sold it. They sold it, and uh, they they had a special on it, like where everything, how it looked before and how it looks now, and it it's like way different. Yeah, was that called? Was it called Wonderland? Neverland. 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 Yeah. 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 Ranch. Um, so did he auction off the stuff there then, like the like the animals and stuff? I don't know. I well, I know I know after his hearing in uh, uh, in Santa Maria. Yeah. Uh, he invited everyone back, and uh, one of our radio DJs was at the hearing. Oh, was he? And he ended up 
over there riding the roller coasters. Oh no shit! Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love me some Michael Jackson. I don't give a shit what anybody says, man. Mike's the king, if you ask me. Um, I like it. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Mike is the man. Push the boundaries best. there a little bit. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. like we're gonna <laughs> ruffle some feathers <laughs> here now. Let's go. Best, best singer, <laughs> best performer. Go. You know, I mean, I don't I don't really give a shit what he did in his personal life, but as yeah. far as performer, man, that he he is at the top of my list and no one i mean leave two three four five six seven eight nine ten empty michael jackson number one i'd like to see him like live when he was like mike you know when he was dancing and singing and performing probably been a badass show yeah, i think there's very few people that have done what michael, My, well, jackson, michael jackson has yeah so definitely r.i.p to the king michael jackson but what i was asking if he auctioned all that stuff because i heard speaking of another king but he was the king of the uh syndicate underlord uh el chapo um, they are auctioning off all his properties, man. Right now? Yeah, like right now. Yeah, because he's in prison. So they like seized everything and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I think the, I think, I guess I'm guessing the Mexican government is auctioning it off, but like all his like little like trap, trap houses and hideaways. Wow. There's even one with like a, there's even one with like a tunnel built in underneath the, uh, underneath the bathtub. I would be so nervous right? to buy some repossessed land from the Mexican government that one of the most notorious gangsters Seriously. of all time owned. Like, you know, you're going to be sitting there one day, some dude's going to roll up and be like, no, I'd be way right? shook. I would not be. I would, and you I would have bounce. And I wouldn't trust that they found everything. Like people are going to come like looking for stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah, I know. It, isn't that what happened with Escobar? Like they were a lot of his properties. They were finding money. Yeah. yeah, they were yeah excavating yeah, the properties money, and just like literally like buried like caches, like millions and millions of fucking cash. He didn't know what to do with. No, them. exactly. It's yeah. just like, eh, bury it over there. <laughs> build, <laughs> build a swimming pool. But before you pour the concrete, Barry throw, <laughs> so, throw $200 million under the ground. So with Neverland, did they sell Neverland? Did they auction that before he died or after? I, I, I want to because he had it. To, I thought he had it till the end. Yeah, I think the estate got rid of it. I, I believe, but I, I, I think they got rid of like all the stuff that was there, like the carnival stuff yeah. that was there, and the animals, of course. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly uh, what they did with everything. I hope Santa Barbara that Zoo whole, got hooked up. That yeah. whole region up there, because you know we got the Hearst Castle and. Hurst was pretty bananas too. He had all those wild animals up there, and that's yeah, not too I far. Mean, I did. From what I hear, I haven't been to the Hearst Castle yet, but uh, I've, I've heard a lot about it, and it looks pretty bitching. And I'm super into architecture, so I was oh, it's so rad. Looking forward to that. I went a few I years ago, that. and you know what was really cool? They were showing videos. Like I guess he was friends with all these. Like he was friends with like Charlie Chaplin. Oh, okay. Like that would yeah, go like legit guests. Yeah, really crazy guests, and they'd have these dance parties. Dude, imagine those parties. But he had man. all these animals up there too, and I think there's still zebras that wander around. Like some real there. life oh. Great Gatsby shit up there, yeah. probably. Oh yeah. Anyway, speaking of Great Gatsby, that's a badass book. I hear that you're quite the uh, the book reader. I have been. You know what? It. My mom just subscribed me to a magazine called The Sun because she knows I haven't been reading. Uh, okay because i'm just like you know i get home late and that's I, tough man i'm i usually usually i get home late and i have work to do yeah so i'm not sitting down with a book and i have some friends that still read but i haven't read a book in a, probably a couple of years i try i i feel your struggle because Don't i try to anybody. i try to read I, I try to read too and i used to like do like 20 minutes of my hour-long lunch and then spend the other 40 minutes like reading and i'd be able to you know clip off some chunks during yeah. my work week um but recently with my schedule change i only take half an hour lunch so there's never any like room to to read anymore um but what's the best what's the best book you ever read fiction and non-fiction mm, i'm definitely a fiction reader i love fiction my favorite yeah. I, my favorite modern author is probably um haruki murakami He's a Japanese writer, so all of his work is translated. But he has this sort of fantastical way of writing about 
simple things, but it sounds like magical. Like there's this, there's a, one of his books is called the wind up bird chronicles. And there's this guy who loses his cat. And so he goes into the back alley behind his house every day to look for his cat. And he's just walking down this alley, but it's just an alley behind a house, but he finds a well and then goes down in this well. And there's like all these simple things. I, he's a, he's a beautiful writer. He's, he's one of my favorites and he's a pretty badass dude too. He's, run triathlons and marathons this guy Haruki okay. and so he has like a per he has a memoir that he's written about himself where he owned a jazz club in japan i don't remember what city he was in but uh like a jazz bar and he was smoking cigarettes and playing piano and drinking every night good for him writing you know he's a he was a writer still yeah. then and then he drinking, just, smoking, running triathlons, writing well, books. Hell yeah. That's how he got into triathlons. He realized he needed to make a change. Oh, he kicked he the had, smoke. So he okay. stopped smoking and he stopped drinking and he started running marathons and triathlons. So he has a book that he, he wrote called What I Write About When I Write About Running. And it's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like a badass yeah. dude. Is so he that, still alive or? I think he's still alive. Yeah. All right. Right. I think he's alive. He's got to find him, man. Get him, yeah. out, get him out here to Ventura. Oh, get dude, him on the get show. Him, He'd make a pitching episode. It I sounds bet, like that would be way better than this. No way. No way. No way. This is he top tier, some, man. This is top tier. You're he paying, he give some, his ass run for his money, man. He has stories. His yeah. Like if you if you like reading, you'd like his books. Okay. I don't know anybody who's right. ever read a book. I'm gonna look into him. Do you own any? Yeah, I do. Let's do a book swap, man. I'll give you. I'll give you a book, and you give me that book. You say you don't like clean. Yeah. Yeah. You say. It'll make your mom happy. Yeah, totally. Like, I'll tell her. Yeah. Tell her but to listen she, to the podcast. She, so she subscribed me to this magazine called The Sun. And I was, she told me, she called me and she's like, mom, she's like, Christian, I'm going to subscribe to this magazine. I was like, mom, don't, I don't have any time to read. You know, yeah. like, just don't like save your money. Uh-huh. And she, uh, but she just did anyway, of course, you know, cause yeah, she that's just mom. how moms roll. Yeah. And so I got it and I was like, and then I read it the whole thing. And it's kind of beautiful because there's all these like anecdotal stories, like people, like readers write in. like Oh, cool. Like little short stories. Like little short stories and each of the things. And, you know, I asked her if it was a Buddhist magazine and she said no, but it definitely has this sort of like that flavor. Yeah. You know, nice. so something there's nice about it. So mom won. Hell yeah. I, I mean, see, mom knows what she's doing. Them <laughs> I, short stories. You got enough time to clip some of them I know, off, and man. I, and I, so I read the whole magazine when I got it. So Genius. It, nice move, mom. I know. Now, nonfiction. What's a nonfiction book that you read that you're like, oh shit, I gained some knowledge and I liked reading it? Nonfiction book that I read. I'm trying to think of the last one. Let's circle back to that. I'll think. I'll give you a good one. I'll trade you why buildings stand up for the. uh, Oh, I've seen that. I've read part of that book before. Oh, you've read it? Wait, is it is it is it why buildings stand up or is it why buildings fall down? Why buildings stand up? Okay, I read why buildings fall down. And there's that one too. And then I also have another good engineering book too that uh, engineering is human. spectacular design learned from failure and okay. it like kind of goes through so some stuff like that, that triggered some memories of nonfiction books brunelleschi's dome okay so that was about the one of the domes in italy that brunelleschi built beautiful yeah and he was commissioned by the church you know he, to that, build it it's a chapter in that book that i was talking about where oh, they really? kind of go through because they basically go through like structural engineering how it started and how it evolved and things like that so that's pretty oh that's super cool it's pretty dope this, what's interesting about this one is you know, it happened so long ago, but all the contractors, they still had to bid to get these jobs yeah. from the church. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the ones that like one of the, the way he won that bid to build that dome was by building these big bronze doors for this yeah. facility. It's awesome, man. It's, it's, it's incredible. Cool all, all the, the way that architecture has kind of stayed the same throughout so much time, just through the thought of 
the bids and things like that. Now, obviously we have more technology and we need less manpower to do it, yeah. which who knows if that's a blessing or a curse, you know, right. but, um, but, yeah, mon- but money is, money is still, money is still the, the root of it all. <laughs> Wu-Tang had it right even back then, man. <laughs> how do you build houses? With money. Yep, That's exactly. How That's how you do it. You'll find somebody. Although, you know, talking about the Hearst Castle, you ever go up to, um, what's the town just south of where the Hearst Castle is? Uh, Cambria. Yeah. Right, Cambria. Uh-huh. There's like the poor man's Hearst Castle there. Oh, is there? It's so rad. <laughs> no, dude. I don't know anything this about guy, it. This guy like lived up there and he just started like collecting like scraps of lumber and shit that like yes. was left over from building the Hearst Castle. Yeah. And he built this fucking insane little house on uh, the side of a hill and you can drive by and there's like little flyers. He does, he's not allowed to live there anymore, but it's, I mean, it looks like a, like a fever dream or something. That's you know? awesome. Like, <laughs> dude lost his gourd and built this crazy little house, but he wasn't allowed to live there because I don't think he owned the land. <laughs> <Just fucking laughs> and there was like no water rights or something, but it's one of those amazing, like that's, I love when people do stuff like Hell that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm just going to collect random garbage and build a house. Right. That's what's awesome about mankind, man. Yeah. You know, you know what's awesome, awesome about mankind is how we do a random question every show. Oh, nice. For all types of mankind to try and sort their way through. So Mambo is going to hit you with your random question of today's episode. Shit, man. What if I don't have an answer? Well, that's why it's now random. Sw- you- I was sweating before. Now all you have I'm to do sweating. is give a random answer It's back. the weather, bro. It's <laughs> the weather. Uh, past or present, uh, someone famous you would want to sit down and have an hour-long conversation with. Ooh. Past or present. I like that one. That's a good one. All right, I got to just go with like the first name that popped in my head. Please. Would be Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. Good. Good answer. Good answer. I'd love to sit down with him. I mean, he just seemed, there's this one quote you always see like drifting around the internet where this interviewer is asking him, you know, hey, Bob, are you a rich man? And he, bro, that's the first thing I thought of right now when you said that. And he he leans back and he's like, how do you mean rich? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean rich? You mean money in the bank? He's like, well, you must have millions of dollars. And he's like, and he just gets he like he looks so he's sincere. confused, right? He looks yeah. so sincere yeah. about like rich. He's like, I don't. That's not how I value yeah. wealth. And I that's I've always taken that away because like, look, we all need money. Everybody needs money. We need to survive. We need to get by. But like the real wealth that we have is the relationships that we build with people around us. Like that. Like no. Like we're that's one hundred. That's the value that we create in this world. I feel like that's the value you get at PC. Not that go there with yeah, your with I, your answer no but, but I, I agree and i think that's something i've liked from the beginning about like the partnership with enrique and gage is like our intentions have been that the whole time yeah and so not to like proselytize or come on like holier than thou but like there's like this pure intention it's like we want people to feel good yeah you know we want people to get stronger we want people to like feel great and have fun live better like, be healthier but, let's, but yeah. let's all feel good together we can do that and like there's this like oh, yeah, culture you see it like everybody's like what's up beautiful how's it going handsome what's up you bad motherfucker like everybody yeah. likes everybody <laughs> yeah everybody has a great time and everybody's hyping each other up but yeah i mean like if you can get bob marley in here that would be a good interview too Man, yeah that's i don't know how <laughs> yeah. i don't know how the hell we're gonna do that <laughs> we'll bring that, a medium that, i'm coming back we'll yeah. bring a medium in yes. here i'll tell you what that'll be that'll be a damn good episode you ever see video footage of him when he played at the santa barbara Bowl? yeah yeah bro i was just gonna yeah. ask you that have you seen uh the documentary uh the the marley documentary i've seen a couple of them but i don't know which one yeah there you was a, one of the more most it's, it's a couple years old but yeah. that's one of the more more recent ones that that uh a lot of people were talking about but uh that that's another one like i like to watch uh, a lot of the yeah. old shows that where he performed yeah. of i got to go see uh his son do the the tribute at the concerts in your car oh nice a couple who's uh, ziggy uh ziggy yeah, yeah. how yeah. was it it was dope man yeah. i mean I mean, 
I like reggae music. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think everyone likes reggae yeah, music. Everybody does. But to For see sure. the sun do a tribute like that, yeah. it, it, it was just dope. So we, did he do all Bob Marley songs? Yeah, it was all, oh, all that's Marley songs. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, we saw Ziggy just do Ziggy Marley years back at the Del Mar racetracks. They used to do like a summer series where yeah. you could like, after the races were over, you'd go on to the infield and there'd be like artists there, you know, every Saturday for like, eight weeks in the summer when we lived down in San Diego and Ziggy was one of the people we saw on his badass show. Yeah. He's right. I think Ziggy's older now than Bob was when he was performing. Yeah, it was, it, it bro, that documentary, you should I, watch I, it. I wanna, yeah. Is that the one that's on Netflix? I think so. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's one right now on Netflix that, that my wife and I watched a little while back. I, I couldn't tell how old it was, but it was really good. I learned a lot about it, honestly. And it was, it was pretty cool. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. It's just talks great. about his life, family, you know, yeah. the, uh, his, his mom and dad, how, you know, they yeah, got right. along and how, yeah, it's, 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 it's a dope, uh, documentary. Oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good answer, man. Good answer. Yeah. For pass. <laughs> that's that's good answer. For pass. Answer. So I passed. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, but now who's, now who's present though? Present, not out of the woods yet. Okay, present, but present, sort of like alive. I mean, I've thought Mambo was going with no longer here versus still here to yeah, where you could yeah, actually someone alive a, now. Someone alive now. That when they listen to this show, they're gonna hit you up and be like, "Yo, let's chop it up for an hour." <laughs> present. I'm gonna try to like dip out of the music world. Although there's so many good musicians. Oh yeah, musicians are great combos. <laughs> they're, 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 they're just like great combos, man. Yeah, know? seriously. You know that you're going to get along. You know that. Totally. Let me think of present person. Is it weird that I don't have it like on the tip of my tongue? I know. No, because I was, you know? I was kind of think I was kind of thinking myself too. And I'm like, I'm like struggling to come up with who I would pick as a, as a present person too. Because like, I don't want to just go to like some superstar, you know, because yeah. like, that's not necessarily like super interesting, but I also want to think about somebody that I could actually engage with. Like, you know, you could sit down and like something yeah. could happen. Like, you know, like there's a lot of people that seem like it'd be really cool to like hang out and talk to them. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know that the conversation is probably going to dwindle after about 20 minutes. Yeah. Or go off topic of yeah. what you, what you thought you were going to get out of the <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's a Yeah. Present is, I feel like present's harder than past. Honestly, present's harder. Uh oh. Oh, oh dude, <laughs> you could hear a pin drop. Right? Uh -oh. yeah. a silence. Right. And then, so, like, the, an easy one right now would be Joe Rogan because he seems so. Oh, easy I thought you were going to say Joe Biden, dude. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, Joe Rogan is definitely a, a, a hot topic to talk I mean, to right now. It'd be easy to talk to. You know, like, that dude could sit down and just, definitely. like, it'd be easy to break bread with that guy yeah. and talk for. That'd be a long conversation. Yeah, yeah, probably probably a long conversation. But it'd be easy. But I want to think of somebody else that's, like, off the. Dude, I would love to talk to Haruki Murakami. Yeah, no, honestly. Oh, that's he a seems, good one. Yeah, yeah he's like, that. Because I. I've never heard him speak. I've read some of his quotes. You know, one of his quotes that I thought was really interesting is like, you can judge a culture by their pornography. I was like, and I might be misquoting it a little bit. We, we, can, we can check <laughs> right. Maruki's coming out with the hot that's, takes, that's man. The bartender. I bet Maruki just is like, no, fuck that dude. I'm not going to go talk to him. <laughs> coming out with the hot takes. He's like, you had me there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I read that once and I was like, oh, that's super interesting, you know, to think about. Yeah. But it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think he would be, no, a, he would be I, I think he would be a rad Honestly, dude. after you explained to him, I feel like I would yeah. love to have someone of his caliber, you know, be able to just chop yeah, it up so, with, man. Just Sorry, Joe, next time. But the <laughs> first, time, first, first, I want to get uh, Haruki Murakami because I think he like, 
he's like he he talks it like when he his writing is like magic, but you know he's got like roots and he like brings. See, all and this I think stuff. that's a conversation that would go on for a while because you you're a fan of 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 what he does totally, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he brings like you you see in his books like he'll bring some like a record into it. And like they'll there'll be like a segue in a story where there's a boy and a girl sitting listening to records and smoking cigarettes or Hell something, yeah. you know. And you can see like parts of his history and life come into his fiction that are totally fantastical and don't make any sense. Like you know, frogs rain in those books, and it's like crazy shit happens. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's dope. final answer. Final final answer. Yeah, because right. for me, like Haruki Murakami, athletes just jumped in my head. Like, sure. I feel like I feel like. Uh, Marvin Hagler would have been somebody really cool to chop it up with because I really think yeah. I really think athletes that decide that they're bigger than the sport when they're at the peak of their life, you know, like in the sport life, and they just decide to hang it up because you know they have different views or different values than what what's happening in their life, dude. I think they're super cool. And then Marvin Hagler is just a beast with the hands too. I feel like he's one of the most yeah. underrated boxers of all time. Um, but that that's who unfortunately now they just passed recently he would be part of the past um but yeah yeah presence definitely harder i'm going to think about that one i might drop an answer on on the next episode next, next, show. <laughs> next show yeah next show i'm going to think about it a little yeah. bit give myself some time not so random um but yeah uh, another random question are you going to be at the gym on saturday bro oh i'm going to be there i'll be in moore park oh uh, at the moore park moore, yeah. moore park classic Chacon classic Hell coming back yeah. in hot. Hell you know yeah. what? i saw that video i bro, watched it i was going to bring and that i was up. like you know what i thought immediately I thought immediately, I was like, fuck you, Gage. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? That's like too much, too hard. It doesn't look fun. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Why? How are we supposed to do that? Who am I supposed to be synchroing all these things with? Dude. I don't have very dude. many options. And I, then I, I, I'm not even an option. So it's like, <laughs> how is this going to happen? How do we scale that? Like, yeah. Let's cut this way back. I mean, I was talking yeah. to Anel because Anel and Sean did uh, well, they could the be, video. And they said that they did half of they the workout. half of it. That's pretty legit. So shout out to Anel and Sean for yeah, just doing that. Big time. But- they, she told me took, they did half of it in 20 minutes. He's got a 35-minute time cap yeah, on it. that's bullshit. That's bullshit, Gage. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. That's meant to test the mind. So he's already testing our mind. I totally. We have dude. to channel that he's, negative energy that we have built up. He's already broken me down a See? little bit. Yeah, he he's breaking it. He's breaking <laughs> yeah. your mind and your soul, man. Mm -hmm. You got to keep it together. But I'm excited that the Chacon Classics are back, man. I used to love them when they were so the third fun. Saturdays. They're, They're just so a blast, fun. man. They're just a blast. There's something about like having an on on undeniably hard goal right in front of you, and, and knowing that just you saying, might not finish it. Yeah, and you're going to go hard. Two, one go, and then you just you just do it, and no matter what the outcome is. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. That's awesome. And that's what one thing I, it's come up in multiple episodes in the past. And like when double O Mike Aguilar was on here, he was saying one of the things he liked about it is that it's okay to fail. Like he likes yeah, yeah, being, yeah. he likes being in places where it's okay to fail. And I feel like that was a perfect answer because it's cool that it's okay to fail. It's true. And it's been like, that's been a good lesson for me in persistence culture in yeah. my working out. Like, you know, I'm failing almost daily at things that's awesome you know and it's hard you like you you just learn to get better at it and then be able to yeah. keep moving and keep on doing it and like get better you yeah. get better from failing definitely you avenge everything. you avenge that fail and then right. you pick something new to go after it's something that you failed along the way of avenging the last fail and then you go after that man it's like a non it's a never stopping evolution and the thing about the chacon classics too is like it feels like you've gone through battle 
yeah. with people. Like you come out on the other side and you're like, yeah. brother, we did this. Yes. Even if you fail. Yeah, like, exactly. We it's survived. Like, <laughs> we're not We dead. actually didn't die. Nobody's died yet. <laughs> it's like that patch that uh, that Gage has on his uh, weight vest. But, but did, did you, you die? die? Totally. We didn't die. As long no. as we can all say that after Saturday, we're all winners. All right, PC fam, familia. So yeah. I'm ready. I'm Chicago ready. Classic. So who are you partnering with? Are you going to do no it with Kaylee? I have no idea. I'm, I'm probably going to do it with her. But you know what? We always used to have that plan. Like, all right, here we go. We're going to go and partner. And then as soon as we walk in the gym, you know, one of the female members yeah. says, who are you doing it with? And she, I'll do it with you. And then there I am standing there like, well, I don't have a partner now. And <laughs> I guess like, I got to do all everybody's the reps all link, Everybody's all linked up. And there I am, you know, just last kid picked a kickball again. <laughs> no, dude, and uh, no, yeah, but no, it's a blast no matter how you do it. And even if you got to do it like like a, like a little menage, a little mm -hmm. three, three, three partner type deal, it's, it still works because just two people work while one sure. person is, is breaking or whatever. So there's T tons sure. of options just come and have fun yeah we it's can be a good we'll time. make it happen yeah i'll yeah. be in moore park that is sick this saturday yeah. so i'll be coaching the class and i'm gonna have to do it sometime so oh, yeah uh, if you don't oh, if yeah. you don't end up getting a partner i'll come back down to venture and we'll do it do afterwards. it just do it again i'll I'm do it down. once without a partner then i'll do it again with you as right, my partner all right but yeah, that no, and then good. check out that video that Christian is talking about. It's on uh, the YouTube channel YouTube. for Train Persistence. Watch it and like it. Yes, like it and subscribe. If you don't have a YouTube account, make one and subscribe. Dude, I went to like it, and yeah. so I kept trying to like it, and every time I hit like, it would say, you have to confirm your account. I was like, all right, computer, you're not going to get me. <laughs> so like, I went to confirm my account, put my password in, and they're like, I'm sorry, that password's invalid. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's, that's my password. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, if you'd like to reset a password, it's like reset a password. Password, uh -huh. And then they like give you your phone to verify. They now like you need a fucking you a text message. I text and then the fucking thing in. I type it in. I verified my phone number. They're like, okay, you can set a new password. So I was like, I'm going to put that same password in. They're like, I'm sorry, you can't reuse the same <laughs> password that you have. I was like, but it <laughs> didn't work. You got to be kidding so I had to make up another one that I'm going to forget. forget. And then I have to <laughs> the next do. video, you're not going to be able to subscribe to again. <laughs> no. I like it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's an awesome video. Dude, Bro, that looks so dope. The production dope. is bitching. It looks it's, yeah, so dope. It's top notch, man. It's it, beautiful. It can, go, it can go with anybody. Man, it's been a blast having you on the show, bro. And we're going to continue this saga. You know, we're, lit, we're, we're, we're on our way to the Hawaiian Islands. The Odyssey <laughs> continues next time you're in here, man. Uh, but all right. Yeah, it's been a blast next having time. you, well, man. Thanks I'm, so much, you guys. It's been a pleasure to be here. I love your voices. You guys sound so good. And we're gonna like chop it up again hell yeah we are for yeah. sure man. it'll take a few months though so yeah so just just wait for it it's coming familia all right so uh, thanks for checking out the persistence culture podcast tell your friends about it uh we are on apple podcast spotify soundcloud uh make sure you guys give us a follow on instagram at persistence culture also check out getpersistence.com keep moving